I'm Gary Bard, founder and editor-in-chief of today's Caregiver Magazine and Caregiver.com, and your host for our weekly caregiving podcast series. In this podcast, we will introduce you to many of the leading caregiving thought leaders, authors, experts, and even caregivers with famous faces who have graced the covers of our magazine. It is my pleasure to be talking with Judith Ashley. I am very excited about the, her book, Do You Have What It Takes? A Workbook in Preparation for Caregiving, but also to talk to you about your background, how you got into supporting caregiving, and um, how the book can, can help family caregivers. So let's start with your background. I'll be happy to share that. Um, let's see. I was born and educated in England, and I emigrated from the UK to the USA in 1965 with my family. So it's a long time since I've been here. And I had a wonderfully long career in the high-tech industry as a human resources consultant. And I worked all over the world, actually, in 30 countries, but primarily in Malaysia, the Middle East, Europe, North America, Canada, and I retired a few years ago, and I'm living in Northern California now. You must have seen a lot of family caregiving situations. I did. I saw a lot of people go out on bereavement leave, supported them when they came back. Just the trauma that it is for people when they lose someone, if they have to take family medical leave, which I did over 20 years ago to care for my mother in the UK. Um, so I became very familiar with it, actually, when my father died a long time ago, and I wrote to my mom in the UK and said, well, Dad died very suddenly, and we had no warning whatsoever, and if you do have a choice, where do you want to die? And we began the conversation, and she said, we'll talk about it over time, but one thing I want you to promise me is that you will be with me and care for me at the end. And I promised, not having a clue what I was getting into, but a promise is a promise, and that's what I made. So I cared for her for the last six weeks of her life and wrote about it in a book that I published in 2007. And what was so interesting for me was that readers wanted to know if I knew beforehand if I could be a caregiver. Well, I didn't know, of course. But because I promised my mom that I would be there for her, I cared for anyway, not knowing what the experience would bring from hour to hour or day to day. So I learned so much and had such a profound, both harrowing and joyful experience that it seemed to me that it was worth writing to my husband every day in the U.S., sometimes three times a day, to really release the energy that built up during the day so that I could be present for my mother's needs. So I wrote all these letters, probably over 50 letters to him during the time I was in the UK, and several years later he said, look, here are all these letters, why don't you put them into a book? So I did. Well, when my readers asked me about if I knew beforehand if I could be a caregiver, I thought about revising that book and adding questions so that groups could get together and talk about a certain chapter or a certain page and put paragraphs and answer questions and learn from one another, but the time never seemed right, so I never did it. 
However, last year, um, my family and some friends got together and formed a small group to do a process called Designing Your Life. It's a book written by a couple of Stanford professors, and it's absolutely brilliant process. And even though I'm retired, I still think I can design another life for myself. So after that process, I was totally inspired to write a workbook and actually respond to those readers from years ago and say, I didn't know beforehand, but you can learn beforehand if you like. That is a great lesson, and I'm so glad you told us your background because so many of us have gone through the the same thing. I, I, I call it 40-year-old pledges. You know, yeah, I pledge right. to my mom. I will never, I will always be there. And then you don't know what you didn't know when you walk into it. Right. But caregivers going forward actually have a, a, a roadmap in your new book. Do you have what it takes, a workbook in preparation for caregiving? So, Judith, what does it take? Well, it takes being present more than anything else. It, it takes, from my perspective, and many people will give you other answers which are just as valid as mine, it takes um, an awareness of being present in the moment, a stillness within, so that we can actually be there for the person. We actually become the structure of their life when they're terminally ill. I mean, we have to pay attention to every moment of their needs and be completely and utterly aware of what we are doing, that we are doing it consciously, that we're doing it with compassion and love, that we're listening. You know, that's just a few things. And then we have to deal with our own needs, our own need for nurture, which I did know going in that I would need to somehow nurture myself because I was leaving my family behind in the U.S., taking a family medical leave, and going to the U.K. for I really didn't know for how long. It turned out to be seven weeks total. And to actually be aware of how to take care of myself at the same time. And one of those ways was writing, sometimes once, twice, three times a day, as I said earlier, just to release that pent-up emotion, that pent-up energy, so that I could again come back to stillness and be present to being with my mom. Actually similar to journaling, it sounds like. Well, it was like journaling, but I actually recorded in my letters to him, poor chap, every emotion, every thought, every action, all the mundane and repetitive things one has to do in caregiving and also the extraordinary moments. So when people wanted to know if I knew beforehand, no, I didn't. And that's how the second book came about. And it's been such a joy because the process was so fascinating to me. After I was inspired to take that whole question up again, I asked some friends who I knew had been caregivers if they would, want, if they would allow me to interview them. And they said, what for? And I said, well, this is the project that I've given myself. And... I can't just speak, speak from my perspective because that's not enough. I need to have different experiences to share with readers. Do you think a workbook in preparation for caregiving would be useful? Because, frankly, Gary, there was nothing available to me when I took care of my mother, nothing. So 
or very little, and I didn't know about it if it was there. So I interviewed caregivers. They referred me to other caregivers, and I finished up with 20 stories, 20 real-life experiences, some still going on now, some in the past, all completely different stories, absolutely moving, heart-wrenching, wonderful, just incredible experiences of these men and women. And after each experience, uh, each interview, I made notes during the interview. I sent the notes off to each person. So they all cooperated so generously, and the stories are theirs. I've also included a little of my own from my first book so that my caregiving experience is in it. And after they had approved their final text, I created questions which came very readily to mind and didn't want to leave it at that alone. I wanted more. So I went through all the stories and picked out all the feelings expressed by the contributing caregivers. And I just made a chart of all the feelings. And you know how incredibly vast they are. Mm. Both very, very positive, very, very difficult to deal with, very challenging. And I also um, picked out the attributes that they had demonstrated, which were all incredibly powerful and strong attributes. And then I wanted to also share some activities that a caregiver can engage in to support the person in their care if that person is able to participate in any kind of activity. So that a caregiver isn't just there doing care, they're also supporting that person still living, living a life. And then I wanted to include how can relatives and friends actually offer help to the caregiver because one of my caregiving contributors, her spouse who was dying, said he wanted nobody else in his life anymore but her. So she had to arrange for all of the things that you normally do around living to um, have friends and family help her with um, grocery shopping and laundry and things of that kind. And then the last thing I wanted to do was help somebody talk about their final arrangements because death, particularly the people who I've met throughout my life, find the subject quite difficult to talk about. And to talk about final arrangements seems to be a heavy subject. So I have included support for a caregiver or someone in the family to actually ask the person a whole series of questions that help them focus on what do they really want after their body has uh, died. And I also gave a list of medical equipment that was used throughout those experiences the caregivers gained and aids that they used when caregiving. And then finally, I put in a lot of reference material to sources that are on the web, um, internet connections, and the recommended reading list so that it would be as complete support as I could possibly give not only to current caregivers, but to ones who are thinking about it or who know they will be, ones who are currently giving care, it may be of great help to them as well. So it was a very complete and satisfying and joyful experience for me to do this because I find the subject of death and dying easy to talk about now, and I made it as complete as I could so that a reader could really dig in find their own truth when they answer the questions after each story the caregivers gave 
and really have a very strong feeling at the end of their work as they finish the workbook to whatever degree they want to participate in it. They would really know, can I do this? Or do I really need to find someone else who can do this for my mom? Because I don't think I can do this. Well, you know, I love the fact that it is a workbook. I really do. I think, you know, caregiving is a process. At any particular moment in your caregiving, you've changed, your loved one's changed, your understanding of the situation you're living in changed. How do you see caregivers utilizing the book as a living document? That's a really good question. Thank you for asking it. Um, As a living document, it gives any reader the opportunity to see themselves in it if they're currently giving care, if they have given care in the past. It's something that they can choose to read all the stories, which are short, by the way. They're not long stories the caregiving contributors gave. Um, To read the ones and find the ones they relate to and the ones that they really relate to, answer those questions, and it becomes alive for them doing that. There may be someone they know in their life who's a grandparent or a parent or a sibling or a child who is ill, and to find the questions that will help them understand the process itself, I think, is really valuable. And it can be used throughout the caregiving process. If I'd had this workbook when I cared for my mom, I just would have been so thrilled to have it just to know that I needed to make a form with all the medications written out on it because my mom didn't have a PC. There were no smartphones then. So to to write down all the medications, the pharmacy, the doctor, the number, the dosage, the frequency of giving, the the time, etc. And if somebody has caregivers coming in and there are shifts people have to have a, a a schedule where you've got people signed up and you know their phone numbers and you know who's coming to help you. So it's a living document in many different ways, and I think it will be of enormous value. I would love to have had something like this, you know, when my mom was dying. That, the best the best products and services and support that I've ever found for family caregivers have come from family caregivers who didn't have that in their hands which they developed for future generations of caregivers. I would love to help a lot of people ease the burden of feeling alone, ease the burden of thinking nobody's ever gone through this before. How can I possibly do this? Well, they can find their answers by reading these incredibly generous caregiver stories and responding to the questions and digging for their truth. You know, they can do it in privacy. They can do it in a safe environment so they don't have to expose their emotions while they're doing it if they are uh, private around their emotions. They could also form a group or a book club and use this together with a group of people who know each other well and find strength in each other's answers and broaden their own thinking. So, you know, it's just... um, I think it's a fabulous resource, and it's been such a joy to do it. What do you feel the most important piece of advice you'd like to share with family caregivers would be? Well, I'd offer two. One is to remember to nurture yourself and ask for help when you need it. And the other is learn to be still, learn to be present, Don't worry about the past. 
Don't worry or even think about the future. You know what's coming already. Be present to what is going on in this moment. That's the way to support someone who is living their last months or years or weeks, is to be totally present for them, to be there for them. That's what I would offer 